locked in right now. It's the Wheel One Podcast. Got a special guest in the cut right here. Right here. This is, this is low-key like you know, one of my fams, you know what I'm saying? Brother from another mother, you know. It's my it's my it's my fan Marcus right here. Introduce yourself to the people. How's it going, everybody? My name is Marcus. Marcus Thompson. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could keep it short and sweet. You, you can short and sweet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know what we can keep it short and sweet. There ain't nothing wrong with that. There ain't nothing wrong with that. So, you know, you know, already know, Marcus, you know, how we do it on the show out here is like, you know, we usually go in, we go straight into it. We like to hear about, you know, the family upbringing, you know, siblings, where you from, all that. Let the people know. Let the people know a little bit about you. All right. Sounds good. So I'll start over. My name is Marcus, Marcus Thompson. Uh, 25 years old. I was born in June, so I'm a late cancer. Okay, all right. Let them know. Let them know. Signs up. Uh, I am from Riverview, New Brunswick. Ah, uh, East Coast, and, East Coast. Uh, I, where I was brought up, just about every state on the East Coast and just about every province in Canada. I've moved around to, I would say, a little over 23 different places. Damn. God damn! I didn't even I didn't even know that beforehand. You know, this is news to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been skateboarding for the last probably fifteen or sixteen years. I teach a little kids. Uh, skater life, school. skater life. I I used to want to be a skater back in the day, but you know, yeah. I fell off. Uh, first of all, I had a I had a bad influence, which was Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and. <laughs> So I saw them doing a handstand on the board one time, and I'm like, "Oh, this looks like a lit trick." Tried to do that, board slipped under me, and then I I lost my my gut after that to to continue skating because I was like, "Yeah, I don't think I could keep getting hurt." Oh, I've I've done I've done got hurt, <laughs> and I'm still getting hurt. <laughs> I mean that does, it comes with the it comes with the game, like you know that's the thing about skating, like you know it's it's one of those things that you can't really explain the love for it. And it can cause yeah. you so much pain, but you're just like, ah. when you're on the board and you just like, even if you're just cruising, but let alone if you if you're hitting tricks, you're just like, oh, there's nothing like it. It's a sense of freedom until you get hit by a car. Oh yeah, of course. I, which I've been hit four times. Are you fucking serious? Four times? Is this four all times. skating? I've, I've broken I've broken my right ankle eight times, my left one three times, dislocated my left knee once. How much iron is inside of your body? Seven fingers. God damn. You know, we're not even talking about, you know, the battery acid incident either, but, you know, that's something else. (laughs) That's something else. That's an inside joke. You know, that's an inside joke. Only people would know about that. So, you know, yeah. So, you know, you're talking about like skating being one of your hobbies growing up. Like, what what were some of your other hobbies that you did just for fun? And like, you know, how you were kicking it out with the many places that you were as a kid. I would say uh, one hobby that kind of followed me no matter where I went was uh, definitely fishing. Fishing is definitely a huge one. I actually went this morning. Um, the season opened up yesterday, so of course got my license yesterday and was out first thing this morning at five a.m. So, so now, like, uh, th- th- just to ask a question: like, what draw? What has always drawn you into fishing, though? Just being out. The quietness, being out in the in the woods, finding new spots, finding like little holes in the river where like hasn't been touched yet by other people. Kind so of. So, are thing. you talking about and, ice fishing in particular, or just no, no, 
no, no, the actual like like fishing during the summertime. Okay, okay, spring, okay, okay, okay. But mainly bass fishing. So. Okay, 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 okay. All right, no, yeah. no, that's a like it. It brings like you said, it brings like a common to you, and I can imagine just because you know you're on the water, and it's a very, it's a very patient hobby to have. Yeah. Like you know, so like, how does that that and like some of your other hobbies, like you know, teaching the kids how to skate? How did that like? turn into like some passions that you may have still stuck with you as you gotten older well i'm i've always been somebody that has always needed to be doing something or always have something on the go or to be quite honest multiple things on the go <laughs> uh <laughs> so the out uh what's the word i'm looking for the kind of to like calm me down with skateboarding helping kids and stuff like that it's just i've been doing it for 15 16 years i have a couple sponsorships okay so that's lit that's lit yeah, yeah so, so it's kind of it's kind of good seeing like knowing like where i started with skateboarding and seeing kids like i know like my first week on a skateboard i was like oh like i need to drop in every single ramp here at the skate park starting with the three foot tall to the nine foot tall and it was just like after that i was like it, it was just more of like more of an addiction than anything else mm. and then helping helping kids it's just more like it's calming because it's like oh like it's it's cool to see what kids kind of take it and run with it in their own way right so and then fishing fishing also gives me that as well too so it's just but more so on the by myself kind of kind of side of it i i definitely get what you mean because like you know for me to like relate in a sense it's like you know with me like with basketball it always kind of gave me like you know that like i always used to call it was like therapy for me you know because i play and it's like i forget about everything and i like i was super dedicated to it and then like i realized as i got older like i wasn't like a formal coach or anything but like i see kids around the neighborhood and like they they knew how I was and they knew how I get down. So it's like whenever we were playing runs, I'm trying to I'm trying to teach and coach them at the same time, but I coach them hard. But I love the yeah, ones yeah. that, like you said, the ones that kind of like they get it and they just they start running with it. And you're just it just it looks it's yeah. just it's amazing to see the growth in people. I feel like that's a big thing. Yeah, well, I find it's amazing to see like what you started. Ah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's just like. Keep in mind too, like I had, uh, I had my basketball phase oh. back in middle school. Big old afro. Oh, like okay, okay. Just long hair. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. You didn't get the AI braid ups though. No yeah, braid ups. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah, I think it's a braid up. Wasn't for me for very long, but <laughs> it's okay. I think all bands had a braid up phase at one point in their life. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So so now like now that we talk about like you know some of those passions all that and like kind of like a little bit of who you are as a person i kind of wanted to know about like your views on society and like you know and like how that has a like a and how that is like for you in general right now and how you think that's affecting your 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 own mental health maybe i'm a very so about myself i'm a very very much a people person mm -hmm. so i find a lot of times i'm i find myself trying to please other people so it's or trying to like not so much please other people but trying to make make everybody happy else. yeah exactly mm -hmm. so it does take a toll on my mental health from 
here from here and there uh it's <laughs> it's kind of like a I find little outlets here and there to kind of cope with the mental health. Like, yeah, I have my, my bad days and my good days, just like anybody else. But there's times where I'm like, okay, I've had a bad day, like three days in a row. I need to kind of, I need to kind of like take a step Get back. Get out of the funk a little and, bit. And do my own thing. Yeah. For a few minutes. Right. So I've definitely been, that also results in, I find for a big one for me with mental health would definitely be like, jobs would be a big one for me like i've just Mm. yeah i've always i've always had not i wouldn't say a problem with authority (laughs) but more so like uh you don't like people telling you what to do all the time (laughs) yeah it definitely takes it definitely takes a like a big toll on my mental health just like always being told i gotta be there 15 minutes early when i'm not being paid for it kind of thing i'm like guys i do really good work all the time i I excel at no matter what I do. Like I try very hard. Like don't so like they they. Like, I feel you on that. Where it's just like, and then the like I wouldn't say the pressures of it because like obviously there is yeah. like there are a little pressures, but it's just the fact that people just like ah on you about things when it's just like yeah. you're going through things yourself sometimes too, and it's like I don't really yeah. care about being 15 minutes early for this job because I don't really give a fuck about this job. <laughs> exactly right, and like I find a lot of times too, it just it's I find it takes a toll on on the mental health for the fact that like I just don't feel appreciated sometimes. Uh, you know what I mean? I think that's a right? yeah, that's a big thing. Oh, sucks to me. Yeah, like when I do those, like the, the extra little bit or do an extra whatever, five hours at work one day or something like that, right, just doesn't feel appreciated. So I've kind of grown as a person over time to kind of look out for myself first Okay. by, by like tapping into the five minutes here, five minutes there, doing my own thing, like working on my truck or working on my motorbikes or skateboarding or teaching little kids. Like there's, there's a lot of times I go down to the skate park, don't even skate, just literally strap on a helmet and go teach little kids. Nah. Just, 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 just to be there. Right. Like just, just to, to be in the be... vibes. You're in the vibes yeah, still. It's like, you know, exactly. I didn't, I didn't fully give it up, but you know, I'm, I'm still <laughs> I'm passing the wisdom on, like, you know, you're doing, exactly, you're doing exactly. the next job. And I feel like, <laughs> Like it's funny that you say that where it's like you don't you don't sometimes you don't feel appreciated when you put in those extra hours you know and in general and most people do when they work yeah but then it's like you do things like teaching kids on make like how to how to skate and then you get yeah. that satisfaction from that like you know and it's like and that's something that's not paying you and that's like crazy how the priceless things are like sometimes way more valuable for our time than actual yeah. things that they want to pay us money for. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I find I find a lot of people get wrapped up in like like the money side of things, right? For sure, for like, sure. Don't get for sure. Wrong, I do too. I definitely would like to retire soon. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Like, who wouldn't want to retire at like thirty-five? Like how these pro athletes do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but it definitely depends on like where you where you decide to put your efforts for. Like whether it be helping kids and or just like putting extra hours in work and actually being you know appreciated for it, not just paid for it, but appreciated. Exactly, for it, so. I, that's like that's a big thing because like trust me, I put I've quit many jobs because I was like these people don't give a fuck about me, I don't give a fuck about them. 
Like, I'm leaving right now. Like, you know? So it's like, I definitely get that feeling. And, like, I feel like it's something that we don't talk about as much. So now, yeah. now that we've kind of, like, dibbed and dabbled into the mental health a little bit, like, what was a situation that you had that kind of, like, first made you realize, like, hold on, like, my mental health, I need to really check right now? Probably my first real time kind of actually, like, acknowledging it is like I'm a very creative person when it comes down to like either so let me back up a bit um I went to school for welding and fabrication Mm, I don't know I don't know uh, tradesmen yeah yeah so I've I've always been trades I've always been in the trades both my parents both own construction companies um so like I've, I've always just been working with my hands um so just creativity is just like i always found myself like at work like when i worked in montreal i was building custom car exhaust so i always found myself like building welding projects Mm -hmm. on the side in my spare time on break or on lunch and stuff like that so i always felt like i've always been like kind of creative the first time i kind of like realized that like my mental health is more important to me is just like i do all these creative projects and i'm just I'm kind of like, I'm not really expressing myself and showing kind of like out there, showing the world kind of like what I'm actually not worth, but like what I'm capable of. So therefore, like, I'm like I, I kind of took a step back and was like, man, okay, I, I'm, I'm good at working for people. I'm good at showcasing this or showcasing that or building this and stuff like that. So I was like, man, it, and it calms me to kind of, build cars build motorbikes and do my do my own thing really down to it yeah so like i took a step back and i was like you know what i think i could live my life how i want to and survive and and just thrive and not have to be stressed out give or take there's times where i do stress myself out of course like you know especially when you know you're doing like what you're doing we're gonna get to that soon but you know like yeah. <laughs> you know that things like that of course is going to stress you out but 100%. it's a different kind of stress like you know the good kind yeah. it's a it's a it, the type of stress it is is like you actually see you see you see not an end but you see a finished product ah uh, i think that's a that's a good thing that like you know most people need to realize because sometimes when you have those good stresses stressors you have yeah. the you, you see the flash like you know when they say the light at the end of the tunnel you see the flashes so you know you're yeah. in the right direction you know when you have the bad stress it's just you're seeing red and black like i don't see nothing like because i'm angry and yeah. it looks like this is a black hole it's not going nowhere so yeah well, i'll tell you one thing it's it sounds kind of i wouldn't say messed up but me personally i've actually like sat down like today today's a rainy day right so i I, i'm kind of like more so in my head on days like today but i definitely have thought to myself and sat down to myself and been like okay marcus like you need to like just fucking slow down and realize like like there's never gonna be i'll never i'll probably never ever stop working per se yeah but i'll always be tinkering with stuff right and that's what kind of like calms me down but i'll never see an end you know what i mean I'll, I'll always just be like okay there's there's always there's always something else there's always the next thing there's always there's always you know a, I mean? there's always another step to the to the plan you know there's always something else but at the same time it's like 
you know, you're not going to be working for someone else, you know, for, yeah. for, for that time. It's like, you know, yeah. I feel like that's a big thing. And like, you know, it's a great thing that like you attack that. Cause I think a lot of us, especially like, you know, young adults, we go through a lot of that phase. Cause it's like, you're coming into adulthood and, you know, you're hit with bills, stressors, and then like the pressures yeah. of like social norms. Cause like, you know, you should be having this by this age and all this other shit. Yeah. So the fact, 100%. so the fact that you could kind of like, just like make sure that, you know, your mental health and like, kind of like your happiness is always at the yeah. forefront at a young age, I think is a great thing that like most people need to realize, you know, especially in this, these, yeah. this day and age. Well, like for, for a while, I was kind of like, just kind of like going through the steps. Like I, I've, I've been living on my own per se, since I was 15. Yeah, I just turned 15 when I moved when I moved out and started doing my own thing. And it was like, for a while there, I was just kind of like, I kind of knew what I needed to do, but just kind of like going through the motions a bit. And then, like I said, that's when I realized I was like, okay, hey, I need to take a step back. I can't keep, I need to, I need to figure out what I actually want. So, I mean, it's good that you learned that then, then how some people are around our age now and still don't understand that. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're still trying to find that. That's what I mean. It's like, it's just an amazing thing that you could even learn that at a young age and then apply it the way you are now. It's, it's fucking amazing. Trust me. You know, not a lot of people can do that. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we all hope that most people can eventually, but just fuck. Yeah. <laughs> some people are sad souls out here. You know, no, no disrespect to any of you sad souls though. You know, we still love you. But, um, so now that we kind of talked about that, like when you face that, like, you know, moving out and kind of like facing real life and like, you know, that, how that affected that like, we talked about how that affected my, your mental health. Like what were a couple of things that you did to cope through that situation that got you through that, you know, made it to the better side of the stressors. Probably one of the main things that's like, we'll get kind of further into the, into the story, but probably one of the main things that reflects on who I am today is definitely cooking. And when I first started out living by myself, I knew how to make craft dinner. My dad went <laughs> to school to be a chef. Culinary. He never taught me. I, I, I learned by watching him make, um, eggplant and, and plantain mm. and stuff like that for breakfast like you i'm sure you know yeah i know you i know. know you know jamaican roots fam come on you know i know about the plantain yeah, exactly. and come on and, you know? but yeah, I, I watched my dad just like making stuff like that and cooking things like that so like i never actually like was taught how to properly like cook things mm -hmm. right so like i had to learn real quick like i learned real quick that pierogies are very easy and they're very delicious <laughs> i mean i do i do fuck with the pierogies i'm not gonna lie you know and you can put oh, anything yeah. in them too you know so it's even better yeah but like so it's it's so like cooking helped you get like cope through the situation so like what made you fall in love with cooking because like obviously it's at first it may have been more for survival but like you know what, what, what how did you find the love in it Finding the loving food is a pretty like I don't know, I think you could ask anybody. Finding the loving food, how can you just not like food really? Like for me in particular, chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Uh, I feel no, you. I'm more uh, of a candy man, I think but you know, like, I feel I, I I fuck with the chocolate same way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think like cooking is just so like 
it's you'll never i find you just never master it really like you're always constantly perfecting a recipe or constantly being like huh i should add more chocolate chips or i should add whatever more butter to this that kind of thing right so and i guess the beauty of it afterwards is you get to you know taste test your creation <laughs> and i guess it's at the same time too it's like you're always a student if you really think about it because like yeah. like you said you never truly master it even as a master like you know there's still things that you could learn and get better from so i feel like that's just a like it's a it's a beautiful thing when you really think like you said that's the beauty in it at the end of the day too and then you get to taste your mastery like you know sometimes the food looks so good you don't even want to eat it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i remember like my dad came from i i was living here in moncton at the time i would have been i think 16 or 17 anyways my dad came up came down from toronto to come visit me or whatever yeah. and uh he made me a lava cake and Ooh. like i was like wow like that that took had, this, had the like, shit coming out of it too and everything uh, everything as oh, soon as you crack lit. it open like the chocolate gooey inside was just coming out like oh man that's it lit. was delicious i remember like watching him and being like oh like should i ask him how to make it i'm like no like i'm, I'm a pretty quick learner no my first lava cake bro was was i wouldn't even call it a lava cake it was just like it was like chocolate pudding it was chocolate pudding in the cake (laughs) (laughs) holy fuck i mean your practice makes perfect but it's like you know that like that's like one of the little things that kind of like intrigued you like you know made you like okay hold on how can i perfect something like this yeah for sure i definitely love like learning new things and then like trying to put my own spin on it and to perfect it in my own way i've never had just normal <laughs> it's just honestly it just comes with who i am but i've never had just like normal cars or normal motorbikes or stuff like that they've you always been on your andre been. you always been on your andre three th- three stacks you know straight outcast <laughs> i feel that yeah. i'm the same way I was rocking these hats back in like oh five. People were making fun of me, saying, "Why are you wearing fisherman hats?" Psst. Now I went to an acting class today. Guys are telling me, "Oh, this hat's cool." I'm like, Psst. "Thank you." <laughs> you know, right. hey. I've been trying to tell people that for like you know almost like about fifteen years now, but you know it's all good. Yeah, but you know what I tell people you you got when when people tell you that you gotta sit there you gotta turn around and be like well I'm not just a pretty face I do know something ah uh, I did see that would have been a perfect a perfect comeback to say right there I just I just smiled and said thank you I had, I had nothing to say but now now <laughs> I gotta be more witty on my feet you you, you have a real point there but yeah so, mic drop it leave the room right <laughs> drop it one time but like okay. Now I want to kind of get into now, Marcus, because we were talking about like your love of cooking and food. So now we got to talk about Marcus, the businessman here a little bit, because we we failed to get into this yet about how you have your own business, the Cheesecake Factory. So can you please let the people know Cheesecake Garage? Sorry, sorry, I'm I'm sorry. Sorry, I messed that up. Sorry, I messed that up. You know, no disrespect. Yeah. Fuck Cheesecake Factory. yo. It's the Cheesecake Garage out here. Let me let me get it right. You know what I'm saying? My bad, my bad. Let me get it right. Cheesecake Garage, again, for the people. Don't make my mistake. Cheesecake Garage. Let's say it one more time. Cheesecake Garage. You know? But, yeah, let, let the people know about, like, how that even came about and what made you have a love for cheesecake to make a thriving business out of it. Well, we'll start with the love of cheesecake. Cheesecake's definitely one of those desserts that you either love it 
or you don't. You can't be in between. You, Real shit. I've never met anybody who's like, oh, I kind of like it, I kind of don't. I swear to God, you have a point because now that I think about it, it's either yeah or mm, yeah, I'm not fuck with it. A hundred percent. And if you don't like it, just like, I don't know, get to step and like, it's just find something that you like, you Facts. know what I mean? Right. But no, it's a, it's, it's one of my favorite desserts and I'm not a huge fan of like cake. Mm. Um, there's most of the restaurants that like me and Emma go to, um, Emma's my girlfriend. And anytime me and Emma go to like go get desserts and we get cake and or cheesecake, a lot of times they come with like a layer of cake in it. Yeah. Both me and her just pick out the cheesecake. So you're spending all this money on whatever a slice of cake and we don't even eat half of it, right? Yeah. So it's a waste of money. I kinda want to do my own recipes and kind of play with it and me being me, I couldn't just bring, you know, a slice of cheesecake to the table and try and make it my own. So I kind of, I did it in the form of bites, like, like truffle sizes. Yeah. Um, Almost like little so, chocolate cheesecake bites, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I did that. And the whole kind of concept behind it was if when you sit down to eat a dessert, you hit a point where you're kind of like, ah, like it's, I'm, I'm hitting like that sweet point where I'm like, I'm kind of done with it, but it's too damn good to just throw away. I mean, you don't want to really want to like leave just like one crust piece in the fridge. You know what I mean? So you gotta, you gotta box the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I came up with cheesecake bites. So, you know, pop one or two of those in your mouth, put them back in the fridge or freezer for the next day kind of thing. Right. It, it was a, uh, it was kind of like a smart on the go but it's so good you might want to eat the whole thing but you know it's yeah. it, it's like that weird it's like that in between you know 100% i've had i've had people at, like i've had events um fast forward a little bit i've had events where people have ordered like 24 pack of cheesecake and go out to the car and finish it and come back in and be like i i honestly i only thought i would only have one or two but we finished the pack could need to buy some more like oh all right cheesecake the cheesecake bites at the cheesecake garage are moving like crack in the 80s just in case you guys didn't know you didn't hear all the they're finishing (laughs) the 24 pack coming right back coming right right back back. didn't even leave the parking lot i was about to say that didn't even leave the parking lot because they knew they were coming right back they're like you know i'm not even because you know when you're usually about to leave somewhere if you buy some food you you drive off and as you're driving you know you reach to the side take a one two nibbles nah nah they said this shit's is crack. So I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to hit it in the in the car and I'm going to go back and get my Rio. So yeah, that's exactly. what the cheesecake bites are doing at the cheesecake garage for all you people who don't know. <laughs> I had uh my so rewinding a little bit. My first my first week uh making cheesecake, officially making cheesecake bites. Uh the first prototypes looked like I think I did them they look like pumpkins, I think it was. Yeah, they. I made them in the shape of like pumpkins and like little ghosts. So I took the time to like pipe little eyes on them, piped a little stem on the pumpkins, and they were just like little, like globs of cheesecake with chocolate on them. I mean, they were really good, but they just didn't have that like aesthetic. Like, like they didn't, they didn't aesthetic. look. Yeah. yeah. So my first week, I ended up selling like two hundred of them. And I was like, wow, like that was. I had, I just pumped out 200 of them. Like that was a lot. Sure enough. Did I know, man, Christmas time rolled around. 
I perfected the technique, perfected the amount of chocolate that goes on them, nice thin layer. And Christmas time, the month of December, I sold 4,000. From 200 to 4,000. Yeah. And my first 200 was in October, October 31st for Halloween. So you're saying within less than a month that, that yeah. that's how your sales is. See what I told you guys? <laughs> Bites are moving like crack in the eighties. You know what I'm saying? That that should be oh, the slogan. Man, yeah. That should be the slogan for the, you know, the storefront, you know what I'm saying? Crack in the eighties. Yeah. So, and it just kind of, it's just been kind of going up and up and up from there. And now I'm opening up a storefront here this summer sometime. So. You know, that's on the up and up because I was about to ask you because, you know, we're we're getting close to winding down. And, you know, the usual question is like, what's holding for the future? And, you know, as you see my homie here, CEO slash coach slash mentor, you know, <laughs> slash part time fisherman, you know, <laughs> what is next on the table? Let them know about let them know what you got going on. Well, right now I do average now the summer's kind of starting back starting back up i so i i frame roof and side houses during the day as my nine to five job um something that keeps the bills paid yeah exactly i i I do this with uh, with my best friend that i went to high school with um so me and him i remember days we've done last summer we did days that were like 16 hour days oh shit so yeah so like there's there'd be some weeks where we were like 50 60 hours a week and i still do cheesecake right so that you're the, you're running on like what, three hours a day on some days yeah so there's the plan really for it in the near future here is to kind of set cheesecake garage up and kind of i've established a business established the name now it needs to thrive and work itself which it totally will i have no doubt in it so, and then I'd kind of like to take on that full time and kind of slowly s- get out of the physical label part of it. I'm 25, but I feel like I'm like, I can imagine <laughs> you didn't hear about days. all those broken bones and shit, bro. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm the paralyzed one, but I feel like my body's in more shape than yours right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? And there's, <laughs> there's been a couple of times this year that I for sure thought I was going to be paralyzed. Like, n- like, no, like. No disrespect to you or anything like that, but, like, I was, like, I was for sure, like, wow, like, like, I I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. It actually kind of scared me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, 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 you know, for instance, like, I had battery acid in my eye there, like, a few months ago. I fell off of one of the houses that we were working on a little over a even know. I didn't even know that one. Yeah, had my tool belt on and everything with my... With my nail gun hooked onto the back of the oh my, my tool belt, I fell eleven feet right to my feet like a cat. Like, to your feet? Did you break? You broke yeah. your ankle. Like no, you didn't break nothing. I thought I broke. I thought I broke my toes, and I was like, I walked. I got up, unclicked the hose, like the gun from my pouch, and just to put in perspective for people that don't frame or roof or anything like that on an average day my tool belt weighs about 60 pounds because i was about pounds. to say with the tool belt on that's adding more force on that fall yeah so i'm, I'm 160 pounds on a good day <laughs> i'm 160 pounds plus the 60 pounds of weight coming down on me i ended up landing on my feet in my vertebrae with my like Ooh. this super quick so it was actually the that was a friday saturday i woke up and i couldn't see not even a foot in front of me 
Like I had lost my, like my vision was super blurry all day. Ended up doing, I ended up going to a wedding for Cheesecake Garage. Wow. Wedding. You still, still got to put in the work though. Like, you know, work don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to the hospital right afterwards and I couldn't see anything. Fuck. Yeah. So, Fuck. but back, back to the, back to the question. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so on the, the near future is to kind of get Cheesecake Garage up and going and, and, uh, hopefully, hopefully retire soon i'd like to so me and me and emma are also building a house starting this summer too so my time will be taken taken away with that so i mean you know those are great plans for the future you know what i'm saying i'd love to see that you know i gotta i gotta pull up to you guys houses in the woods one of these days you know i'm, I'm coming Heck through yeah. you know you guys are already building that that, that accessibility for me in the Oh, Emma's already designing it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You guys, you guys already know I'm coming by. Like, you know, just make sure you guys have room for me to just pull in. You know what I'm saying? And you're, you know, you, uh, you, I didn't even let them know about the design process that you got going on there too. Like, you know, they're they're doing uh, an interesting thing, guys. So I'm not even gonna expose it. You know, we're gonna save it. You know, we'll save that for another for a later save date. Save for another episode. Exactly. Save that for a later date. And then, um, yeah, you so. I love to hear that. So, you know, moving on, moving to go forward, we're trying to get less into the physical labor, more into the CEO side of life. You got to work smart, not hard. Exactly. That's what I've been hearing all the time I was working in the factories. I had to get shot to realize it. (laughs) (laughs) You got to make your money work for you, man. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I love it. But you know, all right, Marcus. I thank you. I appreciate you a lot for coming in. Our first Zoom interview in the books. You know, thanks to my fan, Marcus. You know. So I, huh? Oh no! Go ahead. You kind of glitched. Oh, okay. Okay. That's see, see, exactly. Right, right when I said first Zoom interview, I glitched in this shit. But you know, I appreciate you for coming in. You know, being our first Zoom guest. You know, it has to be someone from the family. So you know, I appreciate it. And you know. I'm going to holler at you soon, probably right after we get off this call, because you already know how it goes. But, you know, it's the Will One Podcast. Your boy, Master Twice. We sat it off. Yeah, now we're done.